Good afternoon, everyone. So, the trauma bond. I'm not going to go into the big pathology and psychology of what a trauma bond is and how it forms. What I'm going to kind of focus on really is what it is not. Um, and just to make sure that people understand, a trauma bond is not an excuse to have sex with a narcissist behind the new supplies back. Okay? Trauma bond is not an excuse to choose an abuser over your children. A trauma bond is not an excuse to go back repeatedly to a narcissist when you know they are a narcissist because if you know they are a narcissist you know there is no hope of them reforming or changing or being loyal or being faithful or ever treating you with respect so once you know all of that you know that you're trauma bonded so it's not an excuse to keep going back okay so people go back to narcissists for lots of different reasons and I can absolutely listen I am well, I'm not queen of the trauma bond because I actually broke my trauma bond quite uh, not easily is the wrong word, but quite quickly, quite promptly. Um, in fact, I've done a YouTube video. Uh, well, quite a few of my YouTube videos probably mention why and how I just suddenly realised this person was a monster, had always been a monster, and was only going to get better at being a monster. And at that point, I, I stopped being trauma bonded because there was no bond at that point. There was no reason at all, no hope, no self-delusion or self-gaslighting or belief at all that this person was ever going to change and a part of the trauma bond is this sort of i call it toxic hope you know you're you're going back again and again because yes the highs of when you return to the relationship um the highs are absolutely addictive um, and that is obviously significantly part of the trauma bond. The kind of the makeup, the makeup sex, and the makeup meals out, and the makeup presents, and all the validation and the love and the passion and the compliments that the narcissist gives you when they're hoovering you or when you're having the makeup conversations. Yeah, that's addictive, right? Why wouldn't anybody? But that's all e- quite egocentric. If you think about it, stuff and words is all you get when you're getting hoovered. Stuff and words. None of that is, is authentic. You know, that's, it's quite narcissistic to go back to somebody for their compliments and the words and the promises um, and the good sex and the presence. Think about that. I know that's a hard one for some of you to think about, to actually accept, but it's true, isn't it? It's why we go back. We go back for stuff and words. Um, so, but a narcissist just conders into thinking that that is what love is. That love is hundreds of sex, hundreds of apologies, hundreds of compliments, and maybe holidays and going places, right? That's not what love is at all, right? Um, but the narcissist is, or maybe our bad upbringings, or maybe we're just immature, or maybe we're um, inexperienced, but we think that's what love is. And it took me a long, 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 long time to realise that is not love. Love is patience and kindness and empathy and putting up with somebody's shit but also having boundaries and not putting up with too much shit that is both love between two people and self-love and it also shows love to the other person to basically say to them i'm not going to let you continue hurting yourself and hurting me you know that's love that's respect that's humanity so anyway there you go it's not stuff it's not words and shit um so the trauma bond when you're going back you do go back because you've, you, you've got this hope and this belief the person will change. So 
uh, that I can understand that that was absolutely that's why we all go back with all sorts of toxic people whether it's friendships or work, even workplaces we go back because somebody said listen I'll change or this will change it'll get better and how do you fancy this this and this to sweeten the deal right we, 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 we go back but you know you've got to stop making that as too much of an excuse to go back because eventually after even four five six times have been treated like absolute shit in exactly the same way yeah and hearing the exact same promises you've got to start letting go of that toxic hope okay um the other reason why people will go back absolutely will be because they're codependent and I, there's a little bit of a kind of negative stigma around uh, victims of, of, of domestic abuse domestic violence other types of abuse where they say i'm not codependent as though it's like a dirty word um as though it's an insult codependency is a trauma response there's no shame in having been through trauma whether it be in present day with this abusive person or whether it be through your childhood there's no shame in that that's what codependency is it is um feeling safe comfortable and valid and calm with other people around particularly intensively aka best 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 friends um or really intense um yeah intense friendships and intense relationships uh, you know once the person starts to kind of you know not message you a hundred times a day you start to panic you know that sort of thing that's codependency and you can grow out of that you can heal out of that i've definitely whoo really made massive 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 leaps forward this last couple of years um once i actually had no people around me thank you covid i learned to be much more comfortable not having my phone constantly filled up with messages and pictures and not have to be filling somebody else's phone up with all that um not to have constantly every friday saturday going out doing this doing that you know basically my life completely emptied and hollowed out with covid lockdown and i was forced to sit in my own skin in my own head in my own house (laughs) with my own thoughts um, without somebody else to kind of distract me or bounce off or lean on or look after, right? And these are all codependency type things, you know. A lot of people will be codependent to other people, so what they'll do is they'll, they'll form themselves as a helper, as a feeder, as a saviour, as a fixer, because while you're pretending, well, not pretending, but while you think you're helping this person, with all these different issues, um, and actually really you're wanting to change them to make them unneeding of your help, which is really unhealthy to go into relationships wanting to change people. But I see it, in fact, I'm watching it play out in a relationship between two people in their 70s at the moment, so it's not an age thing. Um, so codependency is not a dirty word, but it is important that a huge number of people who are in abusive relationships were raised around or watching or being a part of abuse or neglect or both, or spoiling. Um, and the codependency is formed as a trauma response. So it's not, it's not, sh- and once you start recognizing your codependency, instead of saying it's the trauma bond, you can start going, actually, every one of my relationships, and not every one of them was a narcissist. Same with me, I've had quite a few relationships, you know, several years, a lot of them, and only, only two of my relationships are narcissists. And trust me, I've gone out with a lot more than two guys, um, and, I, and I can track back and uh, see how I fawned and I put up with shit, I put up with lies, I would clean their houses, I would cook them food, um, I would get anxious if I didn't wake up to a, a message from them, 
um, particularly in the last sort of two decades when social media has become everybody's way of communicating. Um, if you know, if there wasn't a like on my page from them, um, I would be like, oh, filled with, riddled with anxiety. And that's codependency. And by the way, abusive relationships can create codependency. It certainly, I was always had it, but I was fled terribly. Uh, with my narcissist it wasn't the trauma bonds uh, uh, to a certain extent it was codependency and the codependency tends to kick in the beginning anyway before the abuse starts before the trauma starts um, so you can't say it's the trauma bond um, because you'll start acting codependent right at the beginning whether the narcissist has flared this in you whether you're just naturally that way um, you will be looking you like you know codependents like intense relationships we like um, things to move fast and there's there's this sort of romantic idea about what really is stalking, harassment and obsession and um, we're like oh there's, it's so intense it's a runaway train it's passionate no it's not it's weird okay and, and codependents love that because that fills all their kind of little empty holes and their anxiety and they're worried that they're not good enough and they're worried that this person's going to leave them and all that so and that all kicks off in the love bombing phase so you can't blame the trauma bond on that so it's really important to start looking at your behaviours and are you codependent? Are you behaving codependent? Are you becoming more codependent instead of giving the trauma bond as an excuse for uh, remaining a stroke, going back to narcissists and abusers? Um, another reason why people will go back that isn't just the trauma bond is shared addictions. And narcissists are known to have addictive personalities because narcissism itself is a compulsive behaviour. Um, based disorder um, it's also absolutely riddled with anxiety this disorder and they're shame avoidant and what's great for dealing with anxiety and shame and needing to be busy all the time da -da -da, chemicals um, and whether that's chemicals you take or drink or chemicals that can you bring on with crazy shopping or gambling okay chemicals so if you've got a shared addiction with your narcissist, be it street Valium, prescription Valium, <clears throat> we all know who's listening to this. Yes, I know, you two were junkies together. Um, alcohol or both, cocaine, the ultimate party and sex drug, Ekkies, same, you know, whatever it is that you do, smoking weed together, you'll find that you romanticise the, the mutual addiction and you, you think you're having fun you think these are the good times. Um, obviously, if you're both using or drinking together, chances of sex being particularly wild or intense or varied or, you know, um, again, there's, there's chemicals, by the way, sex produces chemicals, happy chemicals, but sometimes it can go too far. That's how you end up getting sex addicts. Um, you, you've got in your head that you're, you're, again, this twin flame thing, this soulmate thing, you know, we've both got the same issues, we're going to fix each other, we're going to help each other, um, we are, you know, us against the world, so addictions can be a big reason why people will go back and remain in these abusive relationships. I dated a guy who was a weed head, and I think he took other things as well, but I, I never saw evidence of that, but he was a weed head, and I got him off the weed for four weeks and I tried to give him a decent well obviously I was codependent so I fucking fawned all over this fucker tried to fix him tried to help him rebuild his life he even started the process of trying to help him get his kids out of care because him and his creepy bitch thing at home were junkies together neglected their kids 
and had the kids taken off them. I know what the hell was I doing with a guy like that? Like I, a guy like that now, I would run and I run anyway, but I would run from and I ran towards this guy. Um, and of course he was, they started cheating on me with this X. Oh my God, this thing, I tell you. Um, and of course what they were doing is they're taking drugs together and having sex. And uh, uh, that was absolutely a big part of it. Um, and she was actually inviting him over to come and have drugs with her because she knew if he got stoned or they got pissed, they'd have sex. That's how toxic she was. Like, ugh. Um, Pied Piper of weed, come to my house, let's get stoned. And you can cheat on Lucy, by the way, as well. Gross. If that's all you've got in a relationship is drugs and alcohol keeping you together, you can fucking have each other. Um, so that's another one is addictions. Um... So the trauma bond is not the only reason. And I'm going uh, to give you one last reason. And it's a sore one. And I had to accept this. So you've just got to suck it up. Is you're a selfish bastard. You're a selfish bastard. Um, I absolutely emotionally neglected my kids. I relied on them too much. They saw things they should never have seen. They heard me crying far more than they should ever, ever have heard me crying in a whole lifetime. And I was completely just uh, distracted from them. I mean, obviously the house was nice, they were fed, they went to school, focused on their school and all that sort of stuff. But when it came to me just being their mum, I've totally dropped all the balls because I was so busy being somebody's partner and punch bag um, and blow up doll and fucking scapegoat. Obviously I didn't really know all this, but I have to say, I can accept I was selfish. I knew what was going on was wrong. I knew it was abuse. I knew he was crackers. I knew he was making me ill. I knew that I wasn't there for my kids as I should be, but I still chose to keep trying with this guy. And that was pure selfishness. Yes, the trauma bond was in there. Yes, codependency was in there. Yes, fear of failure was in there. Yes, unhealthy attachment was in there. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I was selfish. And I think, just to kind of give an appendix to that, appendix to that, that was why I eventually left. I was trauma bonded. I was codependent. I was I thought I was in love um, with an abuser. I certainly did not want to end it. I didn't want him and his next to win. There was a stubbornness there, um, and many other reasons. But when it started to overtly impact my kids, as in my kids were present in a property when my narcissist decided to go on a alcohol and drugs binge in the kitchen I wasn't part of it I sat in the living room basically shitting myself because um, I could hear it ramping up ramping up and there was an attack he, he manufactured an attack um, and I ended up having to fight back basically she these people were assault, were wound up assaulted me it was just horrific my babies were sleeping next I say babies they were I think 11 and maybe 12 and 9 but that then I have to say that moment was a sort of epiphany that was when I thought no I'm not going to be this woman I'm not going to be the woman who allows allows violence and possibly police or social work or something like that being a part of her life because of some fucking guy right and I, I chose my kids. Yes, it was fucking two years too late. Well, not two years too late, but it's two years late. But I chose them. 
I stopped being selfish. I stopped thinking, but I love him and he'll change and I'm trauma bonded. And what will I do without him and all that? I stopped thinking that stuff and I started thinking, this is going to be hard. I am fucking heartbroken. I am humiliated. I am mortified. She's going to have him now. Everyone's going to laugh at me. Blah, 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 blah. I thought, but my kids matter more. And I know this is probably a hard one for those of you out there who are mums, but sometimes you've just got to do that. You've got to hurt yourself to protect your kids. And you're only hurting yourself by leaving an abuser anyway. And you know that. You know what he or she is. You know. Deep down, you know. So it's not always the trauma bond. Thank you for listening. I hope this wasn't too brutal. I also hope it was a bit brutal because you do sometimes need to get the truth. Um, And if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel and have a wee look at my books, I write as L.W. Hawksby. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Thank you.